The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. 13 seconds, forever a devastating part of Buffalo Bills history. What went wrong? Was it a failure to plan or a failure in execution? We break down all of Sean McDermott's decisions in the game of the year that ended the year for the Bills in this week's edition of the Buffalo Plus Podcast. Welcome back to the Buffalo Plus YouTube channel. Mike Catalana, Dan Fates. I am Jenna Cottrell. This podcast is sponsored by DraftKings. Please be sure to like, comment, and most importantly, subscribe to the Buffalo Plus channel. All right, let's all take a breath. We're going to go through this season, but more specifically, this game against the Chiefs. We're going to talk all about the end of the game, but we're also going to talk about the key points leading up throughout this game against the Chiefs. Um, Mike, first off, just overall, why don't we just start with big picture and then we'll go go smaller, but your big picture take of this. Um, it's 13 seconds. It is. That's the big picture because they did everything – to accomplish their goal from the season starting, which was to go and beat the Chiefs. And it happened to be in Kansas City. Their quarterback played like a superstar, like the Mm -hmm. best player in the game, or (laughs) right there with the best player in the game who happened to be on the field on the other side. They did everything until 13 seconds were left. Were they perfect? No. But you got to win that game. And that's what's going to haunt them. And... We've been through this a lot with this franchise. I've certainly been through a lot more of these endings and the way it's gone and questioning things that happen. But Dan, I look at it and I go, 13 seconds is going to stick in everybody's head. Absolutely. I I joked, joked. These are sick jokes at this point about all of this, but just the fact of you got wide, right? You got the music city miracle and you got 13 seconds. Like that is what is going to be the three most memorable playoff crushing losses uh, in this franchise's history. And you can rank them however you want. Like obviously wide rights first, but we can go from there. Um, And and I'm with you. And I know we could do an hour on what we think the overtime should be, what we think the rules should be or any of those things. Mm -hmm. This game did not come down to a coin toss. It didn't. You can say that was a factor 100%. Sure. We can argue that till the, till we're blue in the face. I said before this, before the game, the Bills needed three stops. They got two. Yeah. That that that's the difference. Yeah. I said that the the team that gets three stops was probably going to win that game. And that's pretty much what it came down to. So, it does come down to 13 seconds. Uh you, you can say it comes down to a minute 53. You can say it comes down to two or three plays uh at the end of the game. And the Bills need one of those plays to go their way. And it didn't happen. And yeah. we are recording a podcast now as the season's over. Yeah. All right, so let's go back to some of the the key moments throughout this game. We'll start with the first drive, going for it on fourth down. Then that ends up in a Singletary touchdown run. Sean McDermott, aggressive out the gate. Um, Mike, I would have to imagine you liked that. Loved it. Uh, You had to. I mean, there's a lot of circumstances. You've driven down the field. You have deep in Chiefs territory. It is interesting. Not only did they run it, they ran it to Singletary, 
Gabe Davis gave him a great block and he scored a touchdown because it's easy to criticize calls when they don't work. But yeah. they took the ball out of Josh Allen's hands on a fourth down and they executed and they scored a touchdown. So I'm not saying that's what you should do all the time. I'm saying it's a good play call when the guy's in the end zone spiking the ball, right? Um, but they played it well and they did it well. I'm talking overall, I love the aggressive mindset. I think he sets a tone. Yeah. I just wish, I know we're going to talk about the other ones, Dan. I wish he would have continued that throughout the game. Can we get into play calling just right now, just like a quick aside? Because yeah. my head's going to explode because we're now like 36, 48 hours past this whenever you're listening to it. The amount of people in my DMs on Twitter telling me how bad of an offensive coordinator Brian Dable is, how they can't wait for him to go, and how that he's the one that is holding them back. Apparently, there are a lot of NFL-quality offensive coordinators that sit on their couch and watch the game while drinking beers. First, let me just say that. Like, it's so easy. Like, I, like at the end, when Josh is running the ball every single time and is exhausted and they're going, why not? Why do you have to run it? Because you can't have Josh Allen run the ball and get hit by 300 pound linemen on every single play and then expect him to throw. You have yeah. to mix it up a little bit. You have to give Josh a breather. Second of all, to Mike's point, a good, a, a play call shouldn't be judged on the result. Like that is so easy to say when a play gets blown up, it's a bad play call. What if they call for a run or a sweep to the right side? They get to the line, Mike and Jenna. They like the look. They run the play. The right guard gets blown up, and it's tackled for a five-yard loss. Is that a bad play call? No. It's poor execution, which is what the Bills constantly say over and over and over again. And for everybody that – and again, a lot of Bills fans just watch Bills. I get it. But if – we're talking about judging every single play because that's what everybody in my mentions was doing. Every time there was a run that went for negative yards, I got a DM saying, oh, how do you like your boy now? How's your boy doing now? You still backing your boy now? Well, let's not forget that Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy took the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands and ran an option with their backup tight end on third and one in the red zone. So let's not act like everybody makes every perfect play. Yeah. And that is the end of that rant. <laughs> I can feel your emotion. Jenna, do you like the call? I mean, to go for it on fourth down. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we were on the field. and Like, what is like the cliche? Like, you're not going to beat the Chiefs by kicking field goals. So I, I thought it was good. I was like, set the tone early, like you said. I was like, this, like, and to see them get it, I think that was huge just in terms of momentum. Obviously, yep. it led to the Singletary touchdown, but I think Great that kind of said, like, hey, we're here to play. We're not afraid of you, which I yep. like, which I wanted to see McDermott keep his foot on the gas pedal because, again, I mean, you you need to stay aggressive with this team. And, of course, what is it? Scared money, don't make money. You know, there's high risk, high reward. But at the same point, I think, <clears throat> I think McDermott has a tendency – to be more conservative and he's trying to evolve with the league, which obviously people it's more popular to go for it on fourth down. But I think in certain other instances, and we'll talk about later down the line, the decision to punt, I felt like was a, yeah. was going back to that conservative nature. Yeah. And well, they happened pretty quickly. You know, it happened a couple of times. So yeah. And, and there were times where I was like, ah, you know, so we'll get into that as well. Right. Um, but talking about play calling, because, you know, in the second quarter, uh, they ran Singletary three straight times. Uh, they ended up getting nothing. They had to punt for it on fourth and four. Yeah. Well, that was interesting because they got seven yards on the first play on a Singletary run. 
which by the nature of most people who comment to us, that was a good call because he got seven yards. And then it was a bad call when he got one and then got blown up on the third play. Um, the idea is if you, yes, if you have second and three, you should be able to run it twice and get the first down. And in that moment, they thought they were going to get the first down and it didn't work. I yeah. have more of a problem with when you got to fourth down, giving the ball up. Yeah. Um, they just, they just did that. And I think it should come into your thinking if you're Sean McDermott. Number one, not a great week to be talking about how great your defense is when they got destroyed in this game. But you do, in normal circumstances, have that. And, Dan, you got 17 as your quarterback. Mm -hmm. You can take some more risks. You have yep. one of the best elite players in the game. I think you should always be thinking aggressively. And on the rare occasions when it's just reckless, not aggressive, then sure. you punt the ball. Yeah, you, picking your spots. I know, obviously, so much is talking about analytics and the book and what the computer says to do and go for it. But there has to be, Jenna, a feel. There has to be a feel of that's why Sean McDermott, the buck stops with him. That when the players are saying we got to go for it or the, the the analytics saying you have to go for it, Sean McDermott can say, mm, doesn't feel right. The, yeah. the momentum of the game, all those things. Momentum and feel like that is why you're a head coach is because yeah. you've been in enough of these Definitely. situations that you have that sense for it. So yeah. um, the three that runs was, like, yeah, that I was just say that one was fourth and fourth, the chiefs 49. I mean, you have to look mm -hmm. at the circumstances. I'm sorry. If I'm near midfield against the chiefs I'm, and it's reasonable, I'm fourth down. I'm sure. going for it because you saw what happened, Jenna, they got the ball boom within two plays. They were at midfield and they ended yeah. up mm -hmm. making it for a touchdown. That again is result, but it is against – that's the other part. It is against Mahomes and the Chiefs. It's okay, not so like play you're playing in. against, you know, uh, you know, even Mac Jones and the Patriots offense. You're playing against the Chiefs. Yeah, my thing My thing was I I wanted them to go for it mostly because, well, A, you, you didn't use Allen really. Like I, I think you could utilize him like we saw. Um, and then also like there were a couple times like – kind of speeding ahead where the bills were able to counter really quick and have that long Gabriel Davis touchdown where I was like, I was excited for bills fans because obviously Buffalo had scored, but I was also like, shit, you're letting Patrick Mahomes back on the field again. <laughs> like I wanted them to yep. eat up more clock. Like I really I did. You know I what they like, could do? I was like, you could, I'm sorry. You could teach the players like Gabe should have gotten to the 10 and then run around a little bit more, try to avoid the defenders, put a little three you stooges move saying, in though. and go I mean, in the end zone. No, it's great. Yeah. I mean, I, I was just kind of like, like the, it's, at that point in the game too, like, like the defense was gassed. They were, but I would say this, you got a 75 yard touchdown. It's when you I, go three I and out. And put the defense I, back. I get that. Yeah. I'm saying, I'm saying in some of those drives, I just wanted them to take more clock. Like I, yeah. I That's fair. Look, you got the touchdown. Obviously you got the points that you wanted, all of those things, but I would want it. I wanted them to stay out on the field in second when in the second quarter, all that stuff, like I yeah. wanted them to yeah. go for, it. I wanted for them to stay aggressive because I thought you saw them kind of waver. And in that, I feel like the momentum kind of went towards the chiefs. Yep. Obviously it was tied at half, all that stuff, but just right. internally in the building in arrowhead, when they went off the field to punt, I was like, I don't love that. I agreed. And I'm also looking at, you know, I, I almost look at, the game leading up to that more than I see the results. So like, I look at like everything, the feel of the game, the way it was going that up to that play. And then I try and almost eliminate what happens after, because it, it you, you almost have to decide when McDermott makes the call, whether it's a good or a bad decision. Like, yeah, like again, we talked about like, you can't be Before results based or results. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
And if I'm McDermott in that spot, to some respects, Matt Hawk did down the ball at the one. Yeah. So, and then they got the three and out. They got the Chiefs to go three and out. So if you're sitting there saying, man, fourth and two, I'm probably there. Fourth and four, let's punt. We actually yeah. have, hey, Hawk hit a great punt. We downed it at the one. We got the we got the, the, the three and out. Like, again, if Hawk downs it at the four and the Bills get this up, are we sitting there going, ah, oh, it's a great punt? I don't, probably, because yeah. that is how stupid all of our brains work. Because we look yeah. at the results at the end. So I didn't hate the decision. And I know people are going, well, why'd you run it three times with Singletary? Hey, guys, you broke me, right? You broke me. And you said that Singletary was running the ball extremely well over the last five games. So now when he runs the ball and it doesn't work out, we're stupid. Yeah. Or, or Dable doesn't know what he's doing. Singletary was great. He was a weapon. He didn't have a good game. But to sit there and say after the in the second quarter to abandon running the football that you were able to do and were so proud of for the last month of the season is asinine. Yeah, that's well, all I'm saying. I also thought too we were saying on the sidelines we're like I, I think what they wanted to do was have the Chiefs respect the run and then in the second half like I expected them to throw the ball more just because where we're at and using yep. Josh Allen. So I wasn't shocked we were they were saying all right they're using the run to set up the pass in the second half. Now, nope. yeah. is, this exa- is that exactly how they wanted to do it? I, I'm not sure. Obviously, I think they would have wanted to see more results with Singletary. But at the same point, that to me, like, I wasn't I wasn't shocked by that. I wasn't like, oh, my God, I can't believe they're doing this again. I was like, if I'm Brian Dable, I'm, maybe I'm, I'm seeing, okay, what You're works? setting things up. Yeah. Exactly. Here's the other part. Here's the other real part of this in terms of the, the plays. When Singletary's carrying the ball or any other running back, the quarterback's out of the play, and you don't have the advantage. I had people saying to me, why is Josh running so much? He's going to get hurt. Just shut up with that. He yeah. is a force. This is the best podcast he, ever. He is a He literally injured force. a Chiefs defensive player because he he's such a wrecking them on ball. one play. He runs by them on another. Do you want him running 40 times a game? No, he's not running 40. It's the playoffs against the Chiefs. And yeah. when you have... Josh running it, you now have a hat on a hat on a hat, and you've got your 250-pound wrecking ball quarterback running by them. You don't want to be doing that week three against the Jets, okay? This is the Chiefs in the playoffs. Josh is is a absolute – it's different than even Mahomes. Mahomes was very effective running the ball. He's a different kind of runner. He's going to take those opportunities, and he's going to slide, and it's smart with what he does. Josh does all that, runs him over. So stop with that part. And, and, and Singletary carried the ball 10 times in the game. It wasn't like he had 40 carries yeah. in terms of that. But in those circumstances, oh. yeah, play gets blown up. It got blown up. Josh got sacked on a third down once. You know, when you're back to throw, it, it, nobody got open or he missed an open guy. That happens in the NFL. I, it's just this knee-jerk reaction to the play calls that considering – Look, if you never move the ball, it'd be one thing. <laughs> this offense was ridiculously good in the playoffs. <laughs> it, ridiculous. And a lot of it is Josh, but a lot of it is play calling and execution of those plays. I think we're like 10 minutes into this podcast and I have a headache. Because like, right. it's, it, it's, no, no, it's it just also just like the emotions of it's a playoff game. It was the Chiefs. We talked about how important this game was. Yeah. And maybe because we've been living in it for 48 hours. 
it's almost like you're just overanalyzing things even more, yeah. which is what we're doing on this podcast. Well, so, so stay yeah. tuned. We got more plays. We got more plays to go over till we get to the fun part at the end. Well, this is, I think too, though, like this is a nice safe mic stand. space. No, like I feel like this is, you can, you can voice your, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like so much happened in this game. I mean, look, people are already talking about this is an instant classic, one of the best NFL games of all time, like all this stuff. But there are so many decisions that go into what happened. And yeah. obviously, you know, I think McDermott stands by most of the decisions because the Bills were up with 13 seconds left in this game. Um, but it's just, there were so many highs and lows in this game. It was unbelievable. Being on the sidelines for this game, like it was – there was a point in the game where it was silent at Arrowhead. <laughs> and that's how many thousands of people who are essentially, you could hear a pin drop. And then the yeah. back and forth. There's just so much that goes into this one. Yeah. And the by emotion. the way, a little inside for everybody. Nothing Jenna enjoys more than silent Chiefs fans. I think that ranks ahead of silent Patriot fans. Am I yeah. right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Not a huge Okay. Um, all right. Let's go. Dan, I'll start with you then. The third quarter, Bills were down three. Fourth and one on their own 39. They punt. Bills punt. And then the Chiefs were at the 39 and touchdown for them five plays later. Yeah. At that point, the offense seemed to sputter a little bit. Um, I think that was they had gone stagnant in that quarter. Correct me if I'm wrong, because then they went down nine. That was the Tyree kill touchdown or the punt return. It was the Tyree kill punt return. They yeah. punted on that fourth and one. Mm -hmm. They had offsetting penalties. They had them re-kick, which is never a good thing. The, the hand teams, those gunners, they're mm -hmm. gas. There's always an opportunity for a big return on the second punt. And that's what happened. And then they score a few plays later. And then, so, so again, at that point, I'm okay with the punt again. You, you you really weren't moving the ball. And if you were to give that up at the what, – what did you say, Jenna? The 34? 39. I think their own 39. And then the punt, yeah. I think the Chiefs ended up with it at their own – right? They ended up Absolutely. with it at their own 39. By the way, it wasn't a good punt either. Punted out of bounds. Hawk. Yeah. They put Hill back there. As soon as, they, as soon as that happened, alarm bell should have been going off. Yeah. Um, so that that's one of those uh, strategic coaching moves. Again, I didn't love because I thought punt it out of bounds. And then when you had to do it again, I thought you better punt this one out of bounds. And they didn't. And so again, don't hate the decision to punt. Yeah. Um, you still have a defense, still get a stop, hold them to a field goal. You still keep it a one possession game. I think that if you would have not gotten that momentum swings in a massive, massive way, um, that is really tough to overcome. Yeah, I, I actually, I agree. I agree with where we, we were at in the game. I thought, I was like, okay. But it was just, it was upsetting to see. Sure. That return where you're like, wow. Yeah, I mean, well, and the other part is it, your defense always says, hey, whatever happens, we have to step up. Well, they didn't step up. Chiefs scored in five plays. Yeah. So it, it the result is compounded. Poor kick coverage and then poor defense adds to it as you said before when you punted down to the one good kick good coverage great defense forced the punt so the yeah. result is part of it i i just say it's a mindset if i have if i have josh allen i'm gonna be aggressive and then tell myself no not on this play not thinking should i be aggressive you follow what i'm saying is my first thought is be aggressive mm -hmm. and then maybe you say 
my defense needs a break. We don't want to put the ball here. It's just against the Chiefs. They move the ball so quickly. So fast. Well, it's what the Bills do to people. It's yeah. pretty equal in that no. way. That's what sucks is this game is was so equal. Yeah. And yeah. like you said, Dan, it was like that one extra stop. Yeah, and, and I also don't like I think sometimes this is obviously like everything gets so muddled and confused when you think about the ending. But at that point, too, the Bills defense, the Chiefs had missed the field goal. They got in the ball to start the half. They mm -hmm. held them to a field goal. Yep. So, like at that point, your defense was alive. Yeah. And like you have a great punt coverage team. So, like, I I, I still don't think it's an asinine move when like you look back and be like they're punting here like they gave up 42 points at the end of it yeah okay but at that time yeah. 17 14 i thought man if they can hold them to a field goal you keep it a one score game i never thought they were gonna get a 50 something yard well, punt return and yeah i'm gonna go back to, to jenna's other point which was try to maintain possession save your defense yep. a little yep in that way i would you convert you keep them on yep. the bench for a little while longer. It's all a positive. Instead, they yeah. got it right back and they walked down the field. But again, that's a little bit of hindsight and it's a little bit of results driven. I'm only yeah. saying in general, when I have the advantage at quarterback I, yeah. and they don't have Shoot the advantage first, in this second. Game, yeah. but it's, it, I'm always thinking that and then step back a little bit. Just thinking right. to be aggressive. Well, this was not on our list, but I feel like we have to talk about it. Fourth and 13. I mean, that was the game, obviously, yeah. like leading into that. I was like... We were in the end zone. Uh, I'm giving like a real play-by-play -play for the photographers, but we were all in the end zone and we were like, this is it. And yeah. obviously the situation, like I got some cutaway shots of Sean McDermott, Josh Allen, them all in the huddle. And there was just a certain calmness that I, I really was like, I, I thought to myself, I, I, I was like, I think we got this. Which it was, I mean, that that catch by Gabriel Davis. Like he was <laughs> like getting blown back. Yeah. Oh my God. Unbelievable. Um, but that to me was just, that's when you could hear a pin drop an arrowhead. And I turned yeah. around to a fan, a Bills fan, and he was losing his mind. Um, and it was like, wow. I, I, you know, obviously everyone thought like, wow, they could do this. Yeah. You know what? We make it sound simple for many years in the NFL guaranteed. That was a field goal guaranteed mm -hmm. you yeah. would have kicked yeah. the field goal you had three timeouts you would have done it before the two-minute warning and you would have tried to stop them get it back kick another field goal to tie the game and maybe <laughs> maybe the green bay packers would have done that like we've seen teams do this mm -hmm. where they get yeah. it because i looked at it this way dan and, and i'm telling you it still was a decision i mean it is fourth and 13 absolutely yeah. you got to go for it because you still have the three timeouts but he he made the right choice, and then the result was good. But even if you don't get it, you got to hope your defense plays well. You keep your three timeouts. You call your right. timeouts. You try to get back and tie the game. Yeah. That was – we had talked a little bit during the week on the Buffalo Plus shows and some of our blogs that we had on here um, about the legacy game for Josh Allen. Yeah. yeah. That was a legacy drive. Yeah. Uh, he converted four third downs and then – three fourth downs. Yeah. Um, just insane. insane. And that, that was the, that was the drive where Josh, I think carried it six times. Yeah. Uh, it was just pretty much QB power sweeps. Um, and he's hurtling over Devin Singletary. He's running guys <laughs> over. I, I mean, it was insane. It was, you started to get to the point where you're like this in the best way possible. What I'm saying is 
it felt like a high school football game. Like oh, yeah. one kid, one kid <laughs> was just better than everybody else. Yeah. yeah. And you weren't going to take the ball out of his hands. Um, yeah. So like I said, yes, there were some Devin Singletary runs in there because you had to give Josh 45 seconds to collect his breath. So yeah. it was insane. It was um, the fourth and 13 play, great play call, great design. Even if the defensive back didn't fall down, which he did, he got his ankles broken by Gabe Davis. I still think it's a great call for what they got. And yeah. seeing Josh, you, know, you can kind of see it right as the camera's going away, but just him throwing it and like, it was almost like when you hit a good drive and you're like, oh, this one's going to be good. It was like he like he like twirled the club like Tiger would on like a on like a seven iron. Like, oh, this one's going to be right there, isn't it? And yeah, so yeah, well, that was a shame. Uh, yeah. And it's then it was a two point conversion after. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, With the two point yeah. conversion might have been that is quintessential Allen. And you see his progression mm -hmm. as a player too. watch that play again. Eyes are up the whole time. That is not scramble around. And yeah. wildly make a play. I mean, you think about that was somehow staying composed. He, oh, him, it. even waiting to throw the ball to Diggs as the defender is closing on him is incredible. Just if you want to feel better in the offseason, Bills fans, just watch the two point conversion over about five times. Well, well how and about you the fourth down one on fourth and four where Spencer Brown got pancaked? Yeah. Three guys were in on him instantly. And you're like, well, this is it. This was it. And he shakes it and then goes for 10 yards as he's the, you know, the runaway freight train downhill. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. But we go on. But we go on. Quick aside before we talk about the end of the game and the kickoff decision. So going back to the Bills bench after, you know, the Bills were up, all that stuff. It was interesting because in that moment, all the Bills offensive play, like the Bills were celebrating, obviously talking about how wild it was, getting all excited. And then there was one defensive player by the heater who's a starter. And just like the look in his eye, I was like, oh, I was like, I, the Too look. time. His face was just like concern. Like you could tell in his eyes that he was like, I don't know, man. So when that happened, I was like, oh, I don't know if I like this. Um, but let's talk about the decision to kick away, Mike. What do you make of that? Well, the NFL playoffs are here and in full swing and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is kicking things off with a huge offer for our listeners. We're counting down to Super Bowl 56. New customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any divisional playoff team to win their game. So you bet just $5 and you can win 280 in free plays if your team is victorious. Yeah, so bet just $5 on any NFL playoff game and DraftKings Sportsbook will give new customers an additional $280 in free bets if the team you choose wins their game. Now, if the Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still got something to play for every single NFL playoff weekend. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So here's what you got to do. Remember, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now using promo code Buffalo Plus and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. You bet just $5 and you win 280 in free bets if your team wins. So remember, that is promo code Buffalo Plus at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The end of the game. It's 13 seconds left. It was the touchdown, the drive, 
was one of the great moments in Bill's history. You were in a position to win the game. You, you should win the game. We all know that, right? You have that lead. I don't care if it's Mahomes and the Chiefs. You should win the game. Um, there's been a lot of talk about the kickoff to begin with. Uh, I guess I was the one that asked, I was the one that asked Sean McDermott about it right after the game. He didn't want to answer it. Um, on Tuesday, asked multiple times about it. He did not want to go into the details, but he kept stressing uh, that they are they are planned for those circumstances and they did not execute. Now, I will say, starting with the kickoff, McDermott gives the impression that they did not want what they had. He leaves it open because you're saying we did not execute. And I think he was asked multiple times about the kickoff. And yep. I know there's thoughts about the way they play defense, but I'm talking about the kickoff. He could have said, listen, with our defense, with that amount of time, we want to take the return out. And that's a legitimate argument to say, just kick it in the end zone. We stop them on two plays. We don't let them get 40 yards and we win the game. I get that. Yeah. But Dan, I, it's my belief that when he says it wasn't executed, I think it starts with the kickoff. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess here we are trying to now put ourselves in Sean McDermott's brain. And based off, I know what you're saying, based off his answer of execution, he says Multiple that a lot. Multiple times saying the Correct. same thing. Correct. <clears throat> but that is who Sean McDermott is. And I know fans are yeah. frustrated because they're not getting an answer that is sufficient to them. They want to for... blame someone, which I understand. Correct. But this isn't Leotis McKelvin fumbling the kickoff against the Patriots. Yeah. And, and this is a coach that, as we have always said, and we will say it again, he is more Belichick than Reed. Yep. He is a we guy on the good and the bad. Sean, Josh throws for 400 yards, 500 yards. How is Josh playing today? We as an offense move the ball. Your defense plays great. As a defense, we, we mm -hmm. need to coach better. Yeah. We need to execute. We I am not surprised that Sean McDermott is not calling out or saying whether it was Heath Farwell's decision, whether he left it up to, to Heath to say, hey, Heath, what do you think? And what if he said, hey, let's pooch it down to the five? And he goes, you know what? No, we're going to kick it deep. Or what if it was the other way around? Or what if it was supposed to be Tyler Bass was supposed to put it down to the five? I just don't right. understand what 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 are we expecting to get out of Sean, okay. I guess, is my Here's point. what I would say this. In those circumstances, you're right. But him leaving it open-ended that we didn't execute allows some level, like I'm doing right here, speculation Correct. that who's yeah. at Correct. fault. Yes. And I guess I would have, it's still, I'm surprised he did not say it's on me. Uh, uh, ultimately, it's on me. He didn't say that, which he normally does. He's getting all That's the heat point. for it. Yep. And I will say, he's taking it all, Jenna. He's taking all the yeah. heat. Dumb decision. Every, you know, if I, one more person quote to me what they're saying on get up or one of those yeah. other idiotic shows, yeah. um, it, I don't care. You know, it, there's only a few people there that I trust that actually watch the game. You yeah. know, everybody was watching this one, but you know what I mean? They're just looking yeah. for hot yeah. takes, but it failed. And you can certainly make the argument on the kickoff, but Jenna, he made the point. We planned for those circumstances and we did not execute it. That tells me he didn't want to kick off into the end zone. I, I maybe I'm wrong, but he didn't uh, want it. Go ahead. Now what, Dan? Go ahead. Yeah. But is it the kickoff or was it also the two plays that followed? I think it was both. But I think yeah. it, he's he would not because answer the, the kickoff question on the isn't kickoff. as bad 
Be- the kickoff is, isn't yeah. as bad because the following two plays were horrendous. Horrendous, yeah. yes. So again, so I wonder if whether, and like I said, and he was asked, this was the other thing he was asked, miscommunication with with the defense. Was everybody on the same page? Yeah. Wouldn't get into it. Yeah. I will say we didn't execute. Does mm-hmm. that mean that, like I said, for Tyreek Hill, and, and and let's not forget, I had somebody message me again. We've had a lot of people message us. Big game. Big game. That's why Mike was there. Um, mm-hmm. The fact of the Bills called a timeout before the play to Tyreek Hill, mm-hmm. and they called a timeout before Kelsey. So yeah. there is no reason, there is no reason for any confusion because this was not a play called in the huddle. This was a play called, both of them were called on the sideline. And yeah. then they went out there and to give up, 44 yards on yeah. two plays in 10 okay. seconds is inexcusable. But I want to go back to the kick. Jenna, you're down on the field. Yeah. Um, did you get a sense? I've watched that kick to try to get a little clue into my mind. Yeah. Was Bass trying to kick it higher and shorter? Because it's easy to say, do that. You know, yeah. I'll use a golf you know, analogy. You want to hit it on the back part of the green. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care how good the guy is He's kicking it from 60 <laughs> yards. Like you got to, you got to you know, get it wherever it is. You don't yeah. want that ball to go sky high and be at the 35 yeah, and the guy right. fair catches it. And you're like, you just gave them 10 yards, which may be yeah. the difference in the field goal. But I'm saying is in that moment, everybody said I've had squib kick, squib kick, understanding that there's also a risk in that you've seen yeah. teams try to squib it through the middle. A guy for the chiefs knocks the ball down takes the knee immediately. Maybe it costs them a second. Boom. It's 12 seconds. They got the ball to 38. And you're like, why didn't you just kick it in the end zone? Yeah. Did you get a sense? You wouldn't have gotten a sense of any of that on the field. Well, it's on the field. We were where I was. I was, we were right by Tyler Bass. So it kind of was a situation where you can't really tell exactly where he's going or even how high the kick is because of like when you're shooting the game. Right. But we were talking after that and we were like, wow, I was not expecting them to do that. Like, I, I guess we were, we were just discussing how like it made us all nervous because it was kind of like, wow, they, like, with how easily the chiefs were moving the ball up and down the field. I looked at one of the other uh, photographers and they're like, he was like, there's no question. They're going to walk down and score a field goal. Like it was, it was, I, I, we were looking. I, oh, that, that's a surprise. I mean, what they did was I, stunning. I was, I, well, I looked at him and I was kind of like, okay. And then. Dak Prescott was, couldn't even pull off a QB draw yeah, that he, time. <laughs> I know. 14. Seconds. Right. What I'm saying is they had two timeouts too. Yes. Uh, agreed. So, it, all right. it, so one last thing about the kickoff. I just yeah. want to say it. Tyler Bass gets touchbacks. That, that, yeah. That's part of the reason why he was drafted, why they let go of Steven Hauschka was for touchbacks. It's it's what he does. Yeah. I don't remember one single squib kick this season. He may have done it last year, but I can't remember a squib kick. Yeah. From hey, by the way, year. I'll tell you this. Super Bowl, Patriots and um, Carolina – and after Carolina tied the game, they tried to avoid a return, and it kicked it out of bounds. Wow. So that was my other thing. I mean, that's a worry, what? too. What, it's, it's, the third, it's the 40, right? 40. 40, yeah. So, kick it so out of bounds. That, that, that's my other point. And going back to what Jenna said earlier, that Sean McDermott usually leans conservative, right? Yeah. yeah. There are 
to your point, Mike, about the squib kick, about the pooch kick, about all of those things, there are more variables of things going yes. wrong yeah. than kicking the ball through the back of the end zone where, again, I also don't know, was Tyreek Hill back there? Because I don't want him getting the ball in any kind of space with any right. blockers in front of him. doesn't matter how many bills are back there. We saw what he did with the punt return. So whether it was whether Heath Farwell said, hey, we can pooch it. Bass can put it down to the five. And, and Sean saying, no, I trust my defense. Jordan Poyer, Micah okay. Hyde, we know Hall of Fame, we know Hail Marys. We'll take our chances with that. Yeah. You're right. I'm not, I'm not surprised that McDermott, I think my analysis of McDermott saying what he has and be, saying it's all about execution and not going into it. Mike, you make a good point because I feel like normally he would say, McDermott would be like, this is on me as the head coach, all of these things. Right. So I don't know if there was some type of miscommunication. And he would have said. Or he doesn't want to put it on a specific player. Correct. Because, we, I mean, yes. You're that's right. also a lot, especially if that guy is a younger player. Yeah, but who has been great for him. Plus, the other thing exactly. is, I'm surprised in that case, Dan, he wouldn't have just said, I trust my defense, 25 seconds left in the game. We just didn't execute. The 20, 25 yard line, we just didn't yeah. execute. But that that's here nor there. But let's get to what really cost him the game because no matter what, at that point, like you could have popped one up and he caught it at the 25. I mean, you gotta you gotta just you gotta make plays on defense. And yeah. two plays were were brutal. They were exactly what the Chiefs needed. Defensively. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you let Hill get yardage. <laughs> Heck, they stopped it. They had what was it, three seconds left. They had two seconds to spare to make plays. Yeah, It was too easy. Guys coming, you know, you, Hill gets the screen, and then Kelsey with no contact. And it was brought up today, yeah. and I said it, about tackling guys at the line of scrimmage. There is a rule against it. The 15-yard penalty, if it's a, meant to manipulate multiple fouls, right, to manipulate the clock, yeah. mm -hmm. they will give you a 15-yard penalty, and then that would have been a killer. That yeah. would have been a killer, but free runs maybe dan is to more of your point of not executing I, it's just baffling and like to say to think i know how good patrick mahomes is i know how good he was there's just no excuse for anybody going 44 yards in 10 seconds in that situation and i know hyde yeah. and Floyer, you know i've seen the stat cast that you know, they were playing it seemed like against a touchdown and things, they, they were yeah. deep and they were playing super soft coverage. Like whether you want to talk about the prevent defense, I, the only other thing that makes a little bit more sense to me would be is if you rushed more than four, like to, 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 to try and pressure Mahomes to get him to get rid of the ball quick. I don't know. I, I would have gone know. the other way. I would have gone the other way, not pressured him because yeah, yeah, the more he right. stays back in the backfield, the clock the is more running. Time. That's yeah, what the clock is shadow, Yeah, you should. That's what it was. You should have shadow rushed him. Like just stood up there, stood up at the line, and just say to yourself, like we're gonna we're gonna drop basically nine into coverage, rush yeah. two, yeah. and say, okay, you're gonna catch it. You you needed to keep that second play from being in field goal range. I mean, it's it's yeah. it's brutal. But I will say this: the hill play. It's a screen. They set it up. That's tough yeah. to defend. They're gonna get the ball in his hands. You make okay. Yeah. But the second play free off the line. He, it was the easiest. It might've been the easiest pass and catch they had the whole game. Yeah. Yep. And Kelsey, I guess said he changed the route, right? That's what he yeah, said after yeah, the game. Yeah. But regardless, what was his route? 
run straight and catch yeah. the ball. It's basically all he did. That was that to me was the really upset. Like for Bills fans, it was just seeing how easy it was. Mm-hmm. Like it was it, it it that to me made no sense. Yeah. Where it's like why like you said, no hands at the line of scrimmage, nothing like that. Where it was so, like, I know he's obviously Kelsey and Tyreek Hill are incredibly talented players, but at the same point it was like you're making them look even better when you're not give you know what I mean? When you don't yeah. give them, put coverage on them. And, and the other thing too that obviously gets talked about is the number one rated defense, ranked defense, you give up all the, the insanity that was the the final two minutes. And Mike, you can attest to this, and I've heard players from this game talk about games like this. And it goes back to the Eagles Super Bowl against the Patriots. Two really good defenses. And it turned into this electric shootout. Right. And Chris Long has talked about it. That when a game go gets like that, when the offenses get that hot, there's nothing you can do. Yeah. And for, for how good those – so I know people are going to say – his defense was overrated. They, they knew this up. No, they weren't. That was one of those unique circumstances where there's nothing you can do defensively. And, and Chris Long talks about it. He goes, we were a good defense, all these things. He goes, he had Lane Johnson coming up to him being like, can you give us one stop? Like, like just. And that's what, but that's what eventually happened. They got the correct. strip sack yeah. and got the ball and then stopped the Hail Mary at the end when he almost did it. But it was comical because Brady threw for 500 and was driving to tie the game at the end. Like, yeah. it was not. And they were both good deep. Like, you had a Patriots yeah. defense that was getting lit up by Nick And they Fools. lit him up in the game. Yeah. It does happen yeah. sometimes like that. And that was this it, game. This the, the game was, just goes haywire. That, yeah. that was the final two minutes. It just yeah. went haywire. And, yeah. and it, it just, whether it's the lack of confidence or just the offense just being red hot, it wasn't like I guess I'm just thinking about it with people like, oh, one stop. I get that. I 13 seconds, that's the excuse part. But like once it went to overtime, it was like, yeah, still can't stop anybody. All right. Well, let's talk about overtime. Um, God, it felt so inevitable, out. didn't it? Well, it, it, okay. Yeah. So we, Dan, you mentioned this earlier about overtime and the format and how, yeah. you know, the Bills didn't lose the game on that. I will say though, Mike and I were discussing this of, during the regular season, if you want to keep the overtime rules how they are, okay, I, that's that's fine because does a week three game really matter? But in the playoffs, I do think sure. it should be different. Yeah. Sure. I've talked to people that are not Bills fans, not Chiefs fans. They just loved watching the game. Yeah. They were dying to see the Bills get the ball back at the end. Yeah. They wanted to see Allen do it again. It's the playoffs. There is no reason the NFL can't change this. You yeah. do one of two they things. Won't. You either say that or you make it a 10-minute quarter. And then it's sudden death after that if you decide to do it. There's there's a bunch of ways to do it. By the way, the idea that all you got to do is get a stop on defense. Well, you're only asking one of the teams to play defense. Mina Kimes, exactly. I think, made that point. At least other people have, too, to say you're saying the one team, you've got to stop them. Dan, to your point, this kind of game, this is not 1993 here. Offensively, these teams are... It would be like saying in an NBA game in 1983, first one to hit a three-pointer wins the game because they made like one a game. These offenses now are incredible the way they can move the ball. So that's yeah. how we move from a field goal can win it to you need a touchdown. So if you kick a field goal, it goes this way. The next step is there's nothing wrong with both teams getting the ball. Or I agree. Yeah, you, you, you don't like it. This is, again, reactionary. Well, the like, Chiefs this is, said no, the I, same I, I thing honestly, after the I, Patriots game. They are the ones agreed. who applied for the rule. Uh, uh, but agreed. it's the right and rule. It, 
and it didn't happen. And we but had a Super right Bowl. It's gonna we happen. had a Super Bowl with this happen. It's and not it going to change happen. because of the Bills. It's no, not going no, to. Yeah, yeah. No. This is, that's the other bad, team should get a chance. That's a bad take. We're not saying if the Bills were to win. the Honestly, if the Bills were to win the game, I would understand why Chiefs, obviously why Chiefs fans would feel yeah. the same way. And I would say, you know what? That makes sense. You have this whole 16-minute game of fighting one another, yeah. and then at the end, you only let one team, one offense take the field. Like, that to me, especially like the way now, like Mike just talked about, the way the game has evolved, the way the these offenses are, offenses are, That's rule why change, yeah. rules evolve. And I yep. think in the playoffs, when it actually matters, when team seasons are on the line, yep. look, you might disagree, Dan, but I, I think regardless well, of outcome, Mike, let me finish. Yes. Regardless of outcome, the fact is when a team season is on the line like yes. this, there should be an opportunity for both the defense and the offense to take the field. Jenna's thousand percent right because, like I said, the rule changed. A field goal, please, nothing. You get the yeah. ball, three plays, field goal, game over. It was bad, which is how the Patriots won their first Super Bowl. Um, but now you get into this case – and it was the Chiefs, and they applied for the rules. Simple fix. People want it. The players want it. You're happy you won. The Chiefs are a perfect example. They were miserable when the Patriots did it to them. They're thrilled. The result would have been great for the Bills. About three podcasts in, we would have said, geez, maybe the Chiefs should have gotten the ball at the end, right, if the Bills would have won the game, because we really wouldn't be focused on that as much. We're more focused on it because it happened to the Bills. But of all games, with those final two minutes, and it is a coin flip. Now, if you did it the other way and said the Chiefs had the ball at the end, the game continues from the end of the game and you play overtime. In that case, you might say you play a 10 minute overtime and the Bills start with the ball. Maybe that because they kick off or if there's 30 seconds left, they kick off and you continue it like it's the first quarter to the second quarter. I don't know. But this way just seems. I won't say cheap, but it could be better. Also, if you're the NFL, think of how many eyes are on an NFL playoff game that's in overtime. You want to take all that audience and extend it for as long as possible. Yeah. I think we lost Dan. No. I mean, Dan. I'm not I, trying to I, I'm not trying to be this contrarian. I, no, I, I I know it's not like this isn't a bit. Yeah, like this isn't a bit. I'm just saying, like <laughs> We talk about no, like I think it is. It's definitely not. <laughs> like people are like, oh, like oh, Dan always wants to. Oh, he really actually does like running the football. No, that's not a bit. That's <laughs> no. I'm really serious about throwing the ball 75 times a game. I I, I understand. Like I understand logic. I'm not stupid. Like I get like where people are like full team jet ball. Yes, I'm aware of that. But like the fact of this comes up once every three years. We're all up in arms over it, and then it goes away and then we don't care and then when now, it comes up again all now, of a sudden I, like, I disagree well, with we i think people we care. can't take this anymore it we, happened with with brady in the super bowl and it's happened with the the chiefs um it, it, it's happened it, it it is what it is this is the rule be it's going to change rule, but like, i disagree and it's going to change i think I the league's going to change cup of coffee cup of coffee bet cup, cup okay I got crown, it. What about, a crown, what about a crown royal bet? There we go. <laughs> Jen is in on that one. <laughs> also, the pours in Kansas City were outrageous. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I got, a, was, I got a glass was of bourbon. A yes. full glass of bourbon when I asked for one. So. I don't think she knew what she was doing. No. I think she was just like, 
Like it oh, was a beer. Yes. yes. He yeah, was yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. this lady just ordered a yeah. bourbon. I'm going to fill it to the top. Yeah, I, was like, I think I was walking over. Um, all right. Uh, OT, extra time. No timeouts. Michael. I, I don't I don't know why you wouldn't. They were gassed. You needed to do anything possible to keep them out of the end zone. Right. And they looked tired. They were shot emotionally, too. I mean, the way mm -hmm. you go like that. He said he considered it. What's the harm in calling the timeout? Yeah, I like agree. give them a, a little breather, whether it's your pass or some anything, yeah. anything that keeps them out of the end zone. They walk down the field. Um, they should have done Dan. it. Contrarian Dan, what do you think? <laughs> no, I probably would have called the timeout too. But it, no, that was it. Like that, that game. That at that point, that game was blackout drunk. Everybody was just asleep on their feet. Yeah, yeah that, if you're the NFL, want that game to continue? Yes. Yes. By the way, I have a new way to fix overtime. As soon as overtime starts, teams can't pass it anymore. They have to run it on every down. <laughs> the best one I heard was get to overtime and uh, put alignment at the 25-yard line. He's got to field a punt. That's right. <laughs> First one to catch a punt, that team wins. Love it. Actually, Deion Dawkins before the game was fielding punts. I'm not I kidding. I love it. Yeah. You, well, <laughs> You wouldn't allow that. Getting ready for Dan Bates' overtime rule. You just in case. <laughs> just he's practicing, getting ready. No, I mean this. This game was, and and that's what happens with this game being so drunk, so outrageous. We're able to sit here and nitpick every single decision yeah. that goes on. Yeah. Because the game was so close, and I see, and I saw that the last was it last four times they played. The, the score between the two games, it's 100. The Chiefs have 100 points. The Bills have 98 points. Like, wow. that is how close these that's, two teams are. That's incredible. Oh, just yeah. going back to the final thing, too. Mike told me this stat. I don't know where you got it, Mike, of, like, playoff teams that when games go to overtime, the team that obviously gets – Yeah, gets the kickoff. Yeah, now, you, you do have to look into that because it's all about winning it on the first drive. But uh, the teams that get the kickoff since they've done this are 10-1. Yeah, um, but, but we so have to look. I don't took, know specifically if they win it on the first drive, but there's been recent examples where that seemed to happen. Yeah. I also completely forgot. I was on the set yesterday on Monday night, getting ready to talk again at nauseum about this game, and I it just hit me last night. The Houston loss was in overtime. Yeah, it took me that long to remember. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, remember when we thought that was a bad loss. Yeah, that was a walk in the park compared to Sunday night in Kansas City. How about the difference of Josh? Oh, God, he's just not even he's not even the same person. He should have been wearing a different and, uniform number. compared to what dragged he is now. along that bum Dable this entire time is <laughs> just incredible. OK, all right. Wait, you guys bring up a good point. We talk about how impactful that loss in Houston was to Allen and what he did in terms of the offseason. How do you, Mike, real quick, because I do have yep. at least, how do you move on? Like, how do players on this team, those core group of guys, how do you move forward? I think they move forward by embracing the disappointment. This is crushing. They need to step away for a little bit. And I think when they come back, they will realize that they are a different team than the one that lost to the Chiefs last year. The Bills yeah. are the Chiefs. I will say this. They're not their equal because the Chiefs have gotten them in the playoffs twice. 
but they are on equal footing. Like it came down to that. And you know who else knows it? The Chiefs know it because you can argue it both ways. You can say Allen played this incredible game and they and they still didn't beat us. But you could also say if Mahomes wasn't equally as incredible, the Chiefs don't win that game. It took the best. I asked for the best for these guys and we got it tenfold. They are equal teams. And if I look back, I'm confident saying we we will beat that team. We will execute better. We will figure it out Mm -hmm. differently. We will maybe be at home, but I feel so much better than a year ago was like, they're better than us. We need to do all of this. I mm-hmm. think they can be there. Yeah, I agree. My only fear, Jenna, is like this loss was just so crushing. And Mike, yeah. who talks about it on Sunday, different than last year's loss. Oh, yeah. Last year's loss, you went, yeah, they were better than us. And I know somebody talks about the Music City Miracle. You almost felt, you felt robbed. That's what, that's what Bills fans told me. The music and that was a you felt fluke like you, play. Fluke like, you play. felt like you got cheated. Like, we really won, but they, they went on. Like, that wasn't fair. Mm-hmm. This feels like we shot ourselves in the foot and Mitch cramped Morris. our pants and, and pissed down our leg yeah. at the absolute worst time. Yeah. So yep. that's why it's tough to come out to. And the only thing I can compare it to, obviously I'm a Braves fan. In 2019, it was just the division round. And they went up in game five against the Cardinals. It was a winner-take-all game. And I'll remember this to the day I died to when Mike was the biggest jerk he's ever been to me. Facts. I had to go mow the lawn. I was like, Mike, I got to leave early so I can go mow the lawn. The Braves were at home and gave up 10 runs in, in the, the first, first inning. In, in the first <laughs> inning. And Mike, Mike tweeted at me and goes, well, at least you can finish mowing the lawn. <laughs> it was like the meanest tweet ever. But that was where I remember saying, like, in, in 2019, as a Braves fan, I was like, I don't know how you come back from this. You have 10 runs in a winner-take-all game where, like, you were supposed to be this team that was up and coming. It's that same kind of level. Now, Braves have won it now two years later. But the fact of you you have to almost use it as fuel. And I know they talk about fuel of the fire. But, like, this game will get brought up mm-hmm. up until the next playoff game, the Bills' next postseason game. Throughout yeah. the entire season, they're going to hear yeah. about this. Yeah. I will say, like – I, I think you need to take some time away, but yeah. I'm a, first of all, two things. We are still pretty early on in the process. If you're a Bills fan thinking about Sean McDermott, where you've been in the last five mm. years. Mm. Are I mean, we early? We're in prime time for this now. This team would have won the Super Bowl. They're good enough to win the Super closing. Bowl. Okay. Well, fine. Yes. How about this? We're still early on in Josh Allen's career. Yeah, yes, we are at the start of his. Peak Jim Kelly Josh hadn't Allen. even started in Buffalo at this age. Yeah, like that. Okay, fine. You're, 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 that's fair. I mean, yeah. I think when you think of the process, I think it's yes. This will be Sean McDermott's sixth season, but you've been to the playoffs. You've been able to win playoff games. Now it's extending that and winning yep. playoff games on the road, which is what you need to do. Yep. Josh Allen is still only 25 years old, but I'm a firm believer that sometimes your pain is what puts you oh. in a path for more success. When things are all roses yep. and flowers and cherries and rainbows. You're not as motivated. Is this yep. going to be hard to pick yourself up off the mat from this loss? Absolutely. Without a doubt. But if there's anyone that I think that can channel that, I, I think it's, it's, Josh Allen, Sean McDermott, and this Bills team. So, yep. hey, look, real quick. Sean went through this with Andy Reid, the guy on the other side. The Eagles 
of got to be a playoff team. They had Donovan McNabb, who was great. He wasn't Josh Allen, but he was pretty good. Yeah. And they got to the championship and lost, got to the championship and lost, got to the championship and lost. And they got back the next year and they finally got over the hump to the Super Bowl. And then yeah. it still took Andy six more years to win a Super Bowl. Like it's hard. It shouldn't take that long because he got talent and he's doing it in a second place, but it, it is the grind leading to the glory. And I think it's, this team's going to have it. It just should have happened this year. It's a tough loss. Yep. It's a very tough loss. That's for sure. Well said, Jenna. <laughs> no, I just, I, well, it's heart, it's heartbreaking, heart. gut wrenching. It makes you sick to your stomach and all of those things. But I, you, you know me like, yep. I think that'll be very motivating. So we'll yep. see. This team will be even more last year. It was kind of house money. them getting the AFC championship game. Yeah. Whereas this year it's like, they're going to be pissed off. And I think Bill's fans, when you know Josh Allen's pissed off the way he plays, yeah, usually good things follow. All right, let's wrap up here. Thank you all so much for watching. Mike Catalana, Dan Fates, I'm Jenna Cottrell. I'm not saying you want to go through the tough times, but I'm oh. saying those are more defining, and you learn so much from a loss. Agreed. I agree. I see Mike. I'll disagree that last year was house money. We all kind of thought they had a, they had a chance to go. Yeah, but th that team in the beginning of the season, no one expected them to go to the AFC Championship. No. You had so no. many questions about Josh Allen's development, all of those things. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Contrarian. Okay. All right. Um, thank and you so much. Contrarian fates. <laughs> Seriously. Hot takes fates. All right. Thank you so much for watching. We're going to have plenty more uh, content also coming up this offseason. Also, we're going to do a Buffalo Plus TikTok. So check that out. We're going to get some videos on there. It's not up yet. I still have to figure out how to use TikTok. <laughs> um, I'll show you. Don't worry. I'll show you. <laughs> yeah, no okay. All right. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, please be sure to like, comment, and most importantly, subscribe. We also want to hear from you in the comments. So let us know how you're feeling, how you're moving forward, how you're doing. We know there's been some tough days. All right. For Mike and Dan, I'm Jenna. Thank you so much for watching. We'll catch you next time on Buffalo Plus.